I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't to play football. coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Steeler Hangover, brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. It is your next day, a 24-hour time to let everything sink in, let those knee-jerk reactions go away, and try to take in what exactly happened, or maybe just time to recover. But you know what? It was NFL Draft Weekend. I'm feeling fantastic. The Pittsburgh Steelers have nine newly minted players. We have plenty to talk about. 
The one thing we really don't want to talk about today is probably our mock drafts, which were absolutely dreadful. First, my name is Anthony Davis, was behind the steel curtain, as always. With me, my very good friend, Tony Defio. Tony, how is your draft fever? Is it back down to 98.6? Yes, I'm back. I'm back down to normal. And as always, great to be with you, Brian. But uh, Thursday night, it was pretty high after the uh, what the Steelers did and uh, getting their man. It's probably about 120, but now I'm back down to normal. So uh, I'm ready to talk some uh, draft, Steelers draft with you right now. All right, let, let's let's go back to Thursday night. You know, the entire time I'm watching this draft, I'm watching, I'm waiting. Okay, get to number four, hoping a quarterback goes to number four with the Raiders, because if that happens, maybe that'll start the quarterback. Maybe teams will start to get excited for quarterbacks, namely Denver, namely Cincinnati, because we need that linebacker in Pittsburgh. We knew Devin White wasn't going to make it there, but we were fine with it because we had both Devins rated fairly equally and feeling good about either one. So, as the stairway to Devin continue to climb, we get to number four, the Raiders go Cleveland Farrell. I've got a buddy who's a Raider fan who is really upset about that. I thought they have a, I think they have a talented guy, but do they do that at number four? But Mike Mayock, John Gruden went and did that. Now, they were willing to trade down. I just read, but the phone never rang, which I find really, really interesting. Um, and I, the reason there weren't a lot of trades, Tony, would you agree at the top of the draft, was because it was so deep that a lot of teams didn't feel they needed to trade down. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no and, – and, and the price that you, you heard to try to – trade up into the top five was just too high. Uh, you know, you talk about Cleveland Farrell, uh, there's a guy that was that you could have got in the middle of the first round and, and you got him at the top five. So why why trade up that high to get to get a guy if you don't if you think he could fall to you in, in the middle of the first round. Exactly. So they take Farrell, then the Tampa Bay Bucks are on the clock. And I'm thinking, can this team can a team like Bruce Arians like shock everybody into offense? Um, they don't need a tight end. That's probably too high to take a wide receiver. Maybe they're not too high on Jameis Winston, but you think, wait a second, he's the quarterback whisperer. They're gonna they're gonna hmm. give Winston at least a, a year or maybe two to uh, have him have Bruce Arians tinker with him. And uh, by the way, I I digress because you know that I do get off topic all the time. Bruce Arians does on draft day were asked him, would you dress like that? Because I surely would, Tony. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was great. I thought it, it looked tremendous. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about other fashion. We're we're gonna mix some fashion in and walk the runway when we get to get to number eleven, number ten with the Steelers. But so. Back to the draft, so you're thinking, could they go offense? Nah, they're not going to go offense. They're going to go Devin White. And then they come, and I hear, does. I'm like, no! Because it's not that I wanted Devin White. It's that I want Devin Bush. And the quicker Devin White goes, then all eyes are looking on that 
inside linebacker. And uh, if you look later on in the draft, it took a long time for another inside linebacker to go. Um, so you go number six, and everybody's saying, you know, at this point, they should go Josh Allen. The Giants should go Josh Allen at this point. Best player on the board. They don't go Josh Allen. Were you shocked when the Giants did not go Josh Allen? I was pretty shocked because there's a guy you could have got at number 17, and if you, if and they wound up picking a, a tackle at 17, they could have got it all over at number six and still got their quarterback at 17. So, yeah, I was I was shocked. So, when the Raiders – let's go back a little bit. When the Raiders picked Cleveland Farrell, everybody's mock drafts went to hell. Except for mine at number yes. six, I had Daniel Jones. Going at number six, I screwed the pooch everywhere else, so I'm not saying that I, my mock draft was safe. We all basically were equal when I put the points together. We all basically tied with like four. I think we had four total picks right in the first round because everything slid. Um, then we get to number seven. You've got Jacksonville on the clock, and I'm thinking Jacksonville, you know, they should. I mean, I figured – they were a lot for T.J. Hawkinson here. I think that's who you had mocked to them. But at this point, they're a team with a defensive mind, and they're going, Josh Allen's sitting here. We're not going to pass him up. And they were smart not to pass him up. I, you know, I think that's a, that was a pretty big deal for them to pick him up. So they get a great find. At eight, you never know what the bearded hobo in Detroit is going to do. I mean, let me ask you a question about uh, Matt Patricia. Is this the kind of guy that – does he remind you of your college buddy that just gets laid off, comes and lives at your house for a couple of weeks, says he'll just live at your house for a couple of weeks, you know, leers at your wife and steals your your Netflix password all wearing a robe? (laughs) Reminds me, he definitely fits that uh, archetype. That's absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like he's he's your buddy that everybody loves. I mean, I bet you everybody loves him, but he looks like that guy that you know he's going to be down on his luck, and you know he's going to just like uh, just completely infringe on your life. I mean, it's just like he he plays like Jack Black in the movie. If if you ever go, you know, watch. If you watch, well, I mean, he reminds me of like, like somebody you would see, you know, NFL films like 20 years from now, and you go, that guy was a coach. <laughs> when was he a coach? Like, if you like, I grew up watching NFL films, and you're all. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, but anyway, so you know, you figure they're going to go defense, but I love what Matt Patricia is doing in Detroit, Tony, just for the fact that he is molding his team after. Bill Belichick, he's, he's, he's doing a really good job with how he's building that team. And I love the fact that, and even though he's a defensive mind, he saw a guy like Hawkinson, saw maybe a guy that I'm guilty of it. I've been calling him Gronk, the new Gronk, you know, probably the new Gronk without the STDs. Um, Yeah. He's, he's the stud with a U without the STD. So, <laughs> I guarantee Gronk is uh, past 
Well, no, okay, I'm, I'm done. No, I, I can't go there. Um, but anyways, so we get to number nine, and this is where it starts to get interesting because you have the Bills on the clock, and, I mean, I thought they could possibly go to Hawkins, and I'm like, you know what, the Bills are going to trade out of this pick. Could the Steelers be calling the Bills? How steep could it be? Could other teams be calling the Bills? Because other teams like Devin White, Green Bay like Devin White, and Green Bay had the extra pick to they, – they had capital to go ahead and move up. So, but the Bills are like, right, we want to trade down, but we've got Ed Oliver staring us in the face. If you're the Bills, do you Tony? Oh, I mean, they, they had to be jumping for joy. I mean, Kyle Williams just retired, and, and they go out and they find uh, another defensive tackle who might be the best one in the draft someday. Oh, they had to be ecstatic. You know, so a great move, just an excellent move. So then this is where I look at my buddy. I go, here it is, dude. Here it is. Because Denver has been linked to a quarterback. They say they're loving Drew Locke right now. But Haskins has dropped to them. Um, even Cincinnati loves Haskins. Could Cincinnati do it? No, Cincinnati's going to not do it. They're going to – I mean, I'm playing this moral game of chess in my head. I've got the devil on one side, the angel on one side, like in Animal House. Um, but, you know, when they're circling Belushi's head. I can't quote that on the <laughs> show. I'd love to. Um, but anyways, I, I have this going on. What's going to happen? I mean, like, no clue. And then so I'm watching, and I'm thinking, you know what? Denver's just going to take him. Denver's not going to trade out of that. Denver really wouldn't trade out of this pick. Everyone said to watch Denver. They could trade out. I'm not going to trade out. But as I'm watching, I'm, I'm waiting for the graphic to say pick is in. No graphic comes up. But I look in the background. Did you notice the same thing I did when you were watching the draft, Tony? In the background, the big screen in Nashville had the Pittsburgh Steeler logo or the name up there before yeah, anything was announced. Yeah, that's when everybody uh, at the at the bar I was at. They started cheering when they saw that. Yeah, so that's that's how I knew that something yeah, no, big was coming. There's no graphic, no Chiron, nothing. And I look up and I'm like, oh my god, dude, 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 dude. I mean, because my buddy's sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, look. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh my god. He, well, I go to the bus. He goes, well, we have to wait and see. I'm like, shut up. We don't see it it's Bush. And I'm going crazy. And then the next thing you know, they're like, it's a trade. And we're like, yes. And then they're like, oh, crap. We can't find Joe Green. <laughs> no one <laughs> finds Joe Green. Nobody mean Joe. Who was looking styling, looking like a pimp, looking like the Mac Daddy, looking like. 50 years ago when he was drafted in 1969, looking like a <laughs> freak god. They could not find Joe Green because nobody told him Joe. I'm like, you've got to tell me Joe. So they don't find me Joe. He comes out, and he was, I got to tell you, the enthusiasm in his voice, you could tell he's a Steeler fan. You could tell he loves this organization still. And because he, he's been vocal about the shenanigans of Bell, the shenanigans of Brown, and uh, he's, he's been an advocate of the old Steeler way. And when he went up, and he didn't say uh, with the number 10 picks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
he says, with the number 10 pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like, Joe, say it. Don't screw with me. Don't say luck. Don't do that to me. And he says, Devin Bush. And I knew what was going to happen, but it just became real. And I flew out of my chair. And I high-fived my buddy. I almost took his hand off. And I'm going, yes, <laughs> I was I started with 1980s porno. I was so excited. <laughs> I was making noises and grunts because the Pittsburgh Steelers picked a 20-year-old guy from the University of Michigan that was dressing like an extra, was dre- dressing like an extra from the Running Man, and which that is true. There's an extra in the Running Man that's wearing that same outfit, which I thought was even more <laughs> exciting. So. It, it, it was just amazing. So, and then the next thing you say, then my buddy has to bring it, bring me down. And go, well, what do you think they gave up for him? I'm like, shut up! I don't care. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to him, Tony. What were you thinking? I don't care what. Did you care what they gave up for him? No, I, mean, I figured. I figured it would probably be what they gave up, but something along those lines. And it didn't matter to me because it was the right move to make. I mean, they. They they had two uh, there were only two linebackers of that caliber in the draft and and they went up and got them to me that was that was great to see. So this is my question to you. This is you know the equivalent of would you give up James Washington for a shot at Bush? Would you give up Enquez Golson? For a chance at this pick, would you give up Sean Davis for a chance at, at Bush? Would you give up most of the second rounders? Now, look, you're not giving up Juju for him because I mean, Juju. I mean, they've done they've done actually pretty well with second round picks, but they they've been almost fifty fifty with them. It's been hit or miss in the second round, and that's the way it is. And with all teams, it's just not the Steelers. I think the Steelers have done better with second round picks, but you get a chance at a transcendent player, a guy that could change your franchise and do what he does, you do it. And then there's the buzzkill guys, and next thing you know, flips right in something, blah, 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 why did we trade up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and then every, then a few people are on the comment section. They're like, yeah. I'm like, look, you guys want this guy. We can't draft. We can never draft. We never move up. We'll never, we'll never do it. You finally do it. Just shut up and enjoy it. You're gonna enjoy it when it. You're gonna enjoy it years from now when he's a pro bowler. So yeah, and it, before I get your reaction, I want to ask you a fact or fiction question. Will Devin Bush be a pro bowler for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Fact. Yeah, he seems like a plug and play kind of guy, like a pouncy. Fact. <laughs> Fact or fiction, Devin Bush will not start week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go on the limb and say fiction. I know it's hyperbole, maybe at, like I'm still at 120 with my fever, but I'm going to say fiction. I think he could do it. Well, you know, Bostick's gone. I mean, it just depends how they're using Barron. If they're using Barron's sub package, I mean, this is tailor made for him right now, so I agree with. With you saying fiction on that, um, I, I actually think he's going to play too. Um, but look, players don't come around like this. 
too often. And I am the first. I'm going to tell him myself here. You know when the – I don't get mad too much at Steeler draft picks. I was – you and I were together last year on the phone when they picked Terrell Edmonds. I was just dumbfounded. Um, you were too. But I was fine yes. with it afterwards. You know, took the one pick that I went crazy. I even went on Facebook and announced it, and I hated this pick. And I went absolutely nuts. Do you know? Can you guess who that pick was? This year or last year? No, just in the last the last ten years. Oh, uh, the one that you hated. Hmm. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go out on a limb because of the the position and say Ryan Shazier. I hated the Ryan Shazier pick. Absolutely hated it. I wanted a cornerback. I wanted a brand name. I wanted somebody that I was really familiar with, and I just denounced that pick. It took me about two days after seeing press conference and seeing the demeanor of this guy and seeing who this guy was to change my mind. I mean, it, 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 it was less than that. It was like less than a day for me to change my mind. Mm-hmm. But I bring that up to make a point. We want brand names. When Deont- I'm, I'm going ahead, getting ahead of myself, but when Deontay Johnson came off the board, I even wrote that it was an underwhelming pick because the reason it was an underwhelming pick is Steeler Nation made up their mind that they were going to get Chase Winovich or, or, uh, or some huge name at number two. You know, they just made up their mind. And they, didn't, they, don't, they only look at the first round of the mock drafts some of them just look to see who Pittsburgh's taking. They don't look outside the box. I knew all about Deontay Johnson. I wrote that it was an underwhelming pick because people weren't going to be happy with it, and it wasn't a knock-your-socks-off pick. Um, when I looked at that even more, I was like, yes. I don't understand the guys who are uh, who are hating this Bush pick because, you know, you could have – that's fine – you could have uh, maybe uh, at this point tight end Noah Fant and a uh, or Rocky Sin and uh, another guy in the second round, and I don't think they're going to make the impact as Devin Bush does. So Tony, take me back to draft day with you. It sounds like you were at a bar, partying it up, having a good time. What happened? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, actually, I, I was sitting at a table with a group of friends, you know, running friends. We, you know, we all ran six miles before the, you know, and then we sat down and uh, just hung out like we usually do. And I couldn't really see what was going on. They were commenting on all the players. You know, I had a lot of female friends here. They were commenting on the, on the suits, like Kyler Murray's suit. And all of a sudden, you know, my friend points at the screen and goes, look, the Steelers are on the clock and you hear all this, you hear all this clapping. And, and, and like you, I knew it was, I knew what it was going to be. It was going to be Devin Bush. My friend texted me, it's happening like that. 
you know, it was like uh, it was like they won a playoff game. It was it was crazy. It was, it, but it was it was it was the right move. Time, you know, it's it's usually uh, somebody that you know, but it's not somebody that wows you because it's always in the in, in the twenties, right? This time it wowed me because it was a player that I wanted them to to take for months. Like starting in January, we talked about the two Devons, and after the two Devons, there was nothing really great after that. Like it, the the quality fell off fell off the edge, and and when I and they didn't let another team uh, jump in front of them and grab him like they have in the past with William Jackson the third and the linebackers last year. So to me, I don't know how anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody how to think, but in my opinion. This was the right move, and I don't think any, I don't know how anybody could be unhappy with it. I I don't either. Um, now I did make a joke. I made a joke right there when I saw him coming out. I'm like, you know what? They might want to pull that card back after they saw that outfit. <laughs> but I love the outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I can't pull it off. Um, you probably could. I, I, I know. you could pull yeah. off the uh, the uh, Devin Bush look. But that was a that was like a Bruno Mars meets the Running Man, or, or something like that, uh, or it was like a reject from the Prince collection. You know, it was just I loved it. I I when I saw that and I saw the way that he had the uh, the braid coming down or whatever the haircut is, I I I cannot classify haircuts hairstyles but i'm like i love this whole package then then you you hear you hear some of the things he's saying some of the stuff he's tweeting you're like all right i'm in line with this guy then he gets to pittsburgh he's going to permanis he's just he's saying and doing all the right things you're like this guy is one of us yeah and he's then I see something on Twitter. It's a video. And have you seen the video clip of a pregame between Michigan and Michigan State? Huge rival, Michigan State. The only bigger rival is uh, Ohio State. But I don't know. I mean, it's almost like it's very close to equal how big that rivalry is with Michigan State and with Ohio State when it comes to the the, uh, Michigan Wolverines. And so it's at that Michigan State. He's at midfield, and he's stomping and trying to destroy that that Sparty logo at midfield. Now I'm going to be honest with you. This is how much of a hypocrite I am. If he was drafted to Cincinnati and I saw that, I would have been calling him the biggest punk in the world. But <laughs> for me, this was Joey Porter, James Harrison protecting their brand. Um, representing their team with fire and passion, and I loved it. And I'm thinking, this is, because it's the same thing. I mean, it's like Ohio State fans last year that are also Browns fans when Baker Mayfield uh, planted the flag in in the big Buckeye in the middle. How pissed off they were, and now now they changed their tune to it. And which, that's a sports fan prerogative. I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy being a sports fan, and, and, and that's one of them. But I love the passion and fire. So what that tells me is, what's this guy doing pregame for the Steelers? 
he's sticking up for those hypo, hypocycloids. He is, if anybody messes with Pittsburgh, he's going to be the first one in anybody's face. Team just, guy. He's not the biggest, but he's, but he's a team guy, and he's, he's just going to go for it. So, for me, welcome to Pittsburgh, Devin Bush. I love this. Left side oh, from uh, Devin I, Bush, Tony. I think it's it's uh, he's somebody that that could could transform their defense like we talked about all spring, and if he hits, then it's going to be worth every every single draft pick they gave up to get him because because we we we've seen what Ryan Chazier can do right what he did for that defense and if he's that kind of player look out. Your enthusiasm level on a scale of one to a hundred. Over the Bush pick, what was it? Oh, oh, it was, it was. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think it was going to happen. So it was in the nineties. I mean, I haven't been this pleased with the first round pick, and I can't remember the last time. I off the top of my head, I can't think of the last time I was this happy with the first round pick. So I'm going to say in the nineties. Was, sure. was it even sweeter because they beat out Cincinnati for it? Yeah, it was it was great because it was it was kind of a, a little bit of a revenge. I mean, you know, you, they they took William Jackson the third three years ago, which nobody saw coming really, and and they we knew they needed a replacement for for Vontez Perfect, and and everybody knew that if he got to eleven, they were likely going to take him or the quarterback from Ohio State, and they didn't even give him a chance. They said, nope, sorry, he's our guy. He's going to be the transcending, the trans, uh, the transforming defender in this in the AFC North, and he's going to be ours for the next ten years, not yours. Now you know what I guarantee you that Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert would say no. It has nothing to do with Cincinnati. Someone's going to ask them. It has nothing to do with Cincinnati. We saw our guy. We we didn't care who was was in front. Um, we just wanted to go and get him. But I think to a man. If you just ask them, they'd be like, yeah, I'm a little sweeter because we were screwing Cincinnati. And they'll, they'll never <laughs> say it. It's a thing we'll never know. And I have an article coming out, five things we'll never know about the 2019 Steelers NFL draft, and that's one of them. But I guarantee you it's a little bit sweeter for those guys just to stick one in Cincinnati. Um, but with that being said, let's quickly – we'll go through uh, the other picks. I called the uh, – I did not call Deontay Johnson. I did not see it coming. I love where they uh, – I don't love the comparison with Antonio Brown because, look, that's a lot to put on a guy. But you're telling Absolutely. me the guy has good hands. He's a fantastic route runner. doesn't have pure speed. That does sound like Antonio Brown. He doesn't quite have the numbers that Antonio Brown had, but he lost a star quarterback, and they did not have a great quarterback in the uh, Logan Woodside was his quarterback, and he did very well in the AAF. Um, in fact, he was fantastic in the AAF. And last year, he wasn't uh, – he didn't have Woodside, and he didn't do as much. He still had a very good year. Um, but you pair him with Ben Roethlisberger, and you give him an opportunity, I have a feeling this guy's going to shine. And the fact that uh, – you throw in the fact that Pittsburgh has a good pedigree, coaching these guys up. Um, Daryl Drake is a fantastic um, wide receiver coach from what I understand. 
And uh, he was with Arians. He came out and said, hey, um, Arians wants him, and Tampa's going with him soon. So I have no problem with him taking him there. Um, quick 10-second thoughts on Deontay Johnson. There's room for an upgrade at slot receiver, and he seems like a perfect slot receiver. You know what? And they're also going to be using him on the end, the ends too. Um, they they feel that they love the tangibles that this guy has. Now, mm-hmm. the third pick was Justin Lane out of Michigan State. I had him tabbed here. Um, uh, I was going back and forth with Dave Schofield and uh, Jeff Hartman on a text line, and and my buddies who said, you know, I guess they they're forgetting about cornerbacks, and that goes back to my brand name thing. They had no clue who Justin Lane is, and we do. You know, because we look mm-hmm. at this stuff. But so Justin Lane, um, he falls to them. And what's he, 6'1"? 6'2". 6'2". And uh, mm-hmm. he just uh, he seems like a Pittsburgh cornerback. He seems like Ike Taylor with hands, with good hands. And I always say that Ike Taylor with good hands would have been a pro bowler, a perennial pro bowler. Mike Taylor was never in the Pro Bowl because he just didn't have hands. But this exactly. is the guy that could make interceptions too. So I, you love the lane pick like I do. Oh yeah, it was a great value pick. I was I was ecstatic that they got him because he he was expected to go in the second round. Yeah, I, I loved it. So we go to number four on day three, and I was bummed to see two guys go off the board. I knew they weren't going to keep Hakeem take Hakeem Butler. He's six five. Uh, you went to a good place in Arizona, but I wanted I wanted Hakeem Butler just because he's the guy I've been watching, and I wanted Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson out of Florida to safety. Uh, I really wanted them to address safety a little bit in this draft. They did not, but they can address everything. They did bring one in um, today in free agency, so I'm I'm glad of that. But um, then I'm thinking, well, they're they're not going to get the safety they want, so probably the next thing you're going to look at is a tight end or a running back or an edge rusher. Um, but I was looking, I was watching and Bryce Love goes off and Bryce Love is a very good rusher, but he scares me because of the ACL and the problems he's had. Then the next guy up, I'm thinking, okay, you've got, you've got this kid from uh, Oklahoma state justice. Hill, who is just fantastic, and you've got just like a bulldozer in Benny Snell Jr. from Kentucky, and I'm looking at these guys, and I'm actually tossing up who I want, and the Ravens come and take Justice Hill. The Ravens are going for track meet numbers. They're going to be a track meet team, um, so they take Justice Hill, and I'm like, well, they've got Snell's. I mean, Snell's out there. They could get them. So what were your thoughts when they come up the fourth pick and they take Benny Snell Jr. from Kentucky? I thought that was a smart pick because, you know, they, they needed depth at the running back position. Yeah, they needed depth elsewhere, elsewhere too, at outside linebacker. But I think it's clear that they needed more depth at, at running back because you don't have anything after Connor and, and Samuels, really. He literally looks like a downhill runner, like he's running hill when you watch the highlights. I love, he looks tenacious. I love it. 
You know how many touchdowns this kid had in college? Uh, I'm thinking of something. I know he had three streak 1,000-yard seasons. I don't remember so, the touchdowns. I had – I asked somebody. We were talking about him, and he's like, yeah, I, I like this guy too. I'm like, do you have any idea what would be a great number of touchdowns for a three-year player? He started as a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior, and uh, he's forgoing his senior season. He's like 24. This guy had 24 touchdowns. He's a great player. I said to him, I'm like, buddy, double it. He had 48. Yeah, I knew. I'm looking at it right now, so I'm not wrong. 13 as a freshman, 19 as a uh, sophomore, 16 as a junior. 48 rushing touchdowns, averaging 5.3 yards a carry, and he had 737 attempts. Um, almost 4,000 yards, leading rusher in Kentucky history. And Kentucky is an SEC team, so they're seeing good defenses, Tony. And this is a guy that's not afraid to play in a bowl game because – He's like, I'm about the team. Then he does something else on social media that makes me go, all right, this guy knows who he is. I love him. Did you see what he did on social media? I did. He, he was sporting. He was uh, holding up a number 26 Steeler jersey. That takes guts. He wore 26. He's holding up. He's not afraid of it. I don't know if he did it, but somebody else put an image on Twitter, on social media with a bell jersey, 26, and and uh, put the S, SN and, like, post-it notes over the B to have Snell. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I, I love this. That's uh, great stuff. So, once again, a great pick. They get to number five, Tony. Um, the Raiders jump in um, at the tail end, The very, I believe it's the very last pick of the uh, fourth round, to take tight end Foster Moreau from LSU. I truly believe Pittsburgh was taking him. Um, they brought him in. That's a guy they liked. They decided to stick with – he's gone. They decided to stick with tight end. I don't know if they reached here at number five, but they they did something that they did back in 2015. They went ahead and picked a guy from the Big Ten in the fifth round that was extraordinarily tall, said that he was a project without great hands, I mean, with decent hands, and a, uh, but not much of a blocker. And that man was Jesse James. And to quote Cher, just like Jesse James, just like Jesse mm-hmm. James, Zach Gentry, Gentry, excuse me, is from Michigan, Big Ten school. He's extraordinarily tall. He's 6'8 and a quarter. Um, so he's huge. He's a, uh, like Heath Miller, he's a former quarterback. Um, he's considered a project that can't block at all. The last couple seasons, nobody had a problem with Jesse James's blocking. Um, hopefully no one will have a problem with Zach Gentry's blocking. But the big concern here is that you know, Bucky Hodges is now cut and gone. 
And you're looking at a situation where uh, the next guy up after Vance McDonald could be a project of a rookie or Xavier Grimble. Most likely Xavier Grimble, which might be the best blocker of the bunch. But uh, he's definitely going to have to be less of a project in a hurry. Um, You know, a fifth-round pick you expect to make the team. And so uh, I'm really excited to see what happens. This guy's probably the biggest wild card on the team. Would you agree on Jenry? Yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely a developmental player. I, like what I read about him, stat, he's a stash or a, a draft and stash kind of guy, which makes perfect sense because he's going to need time to grow. But if, if people are worried about the the tight end position right now, I mean, Jalen Samuels is he he could fill in. Maybe not as a blocker, but he could definitely take some reps as a number two tight end for them and be a weapon because that's what he was brought in for. So I, I'm not that worried about that aspect stuff, of yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's great. Um, so with the remaining four picks, they uh, a lot of guys that people didn't know. I was proud that I uh, I knew two of the names. I knew Isaiah Bugs. I did not know Sutton Smith. Um, I'm glad to know who Sutton Smith is. Do you know how many sacks he has had in the last two seasons, Tony? Uh, I think 29. Is that 29 and a half? Did I read that right? He's had 30. Uh, no, 28. I'm sorry. He's had 15 and 13. And then oh, okay. his uh, his tackles for loss just last season were 23 and a half. Just last season alone. Um so the guy's undersized. I don't care. Other guys have been undersized. Ryan Shazier, he's not that much. He's an inch shorter than Ryan Shazier and four four pounds heavier. Um, James Harrison was six foot as well. He, but but that frame though on the six foot frame, um, he was in the two seventies actually. But I, you know, I I think Sutton Smith we'll go ahead and put some weight on, but here's a guy that can go at after the quarterback. He can get in the backfield no matter what his uh, height and weight are. He has the heart to do it. Uh, so, uh, and you might be seeing him uh, They're They're saying that he's an outside linebacker right now. He might be playing in the inside. Who knows? Um, what do you know about Isaiah Buzz? He was a, a starter for Alabama, and he looked like, you know, on tape he looks really good. I can't believe he lasted that long, but I guess he's he doesn't have the longest of all. Kind of why he he kind of fell in the draft. Do you know his nickname, Tony? Uh, no. So Dave Schofield was so proud of this. He's like, I can't believe the Steelers took a big poo in the draft. His name is Big Poo. And let me tell you something about Big Poo, Tony. He had more sacks. He had a half more sack than Quinnen Williams last year. He had nine sacks. So Williams is eight and a half. Quinnen Williams was the third pick in the draft. Um, big defensive lineman from Alabama, which means that uh, the coach, the defensive line coach, loves these guys from Alabama because he was the defensive line coach right there at Alabama. So two years in a row goes ahead and takes them. So I absolutely love it. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, 
Josh Frazier did not do too well, did not stick with the team. Um, I think Big Poo will. He's a completely different player than Frazier. Um, he's a big guy. Uh, he's almost 300 pounds, and he's going to do some damage in the interior, like right away backing up the grave digger, um, Jay Wobble, Javon Hargrave. So I really like that pick as well. Um, I actually had heard of Ulysses Gilbert. Um, he is the love child of Ulysses S. Grant and Marcus Gilbert. A lot of people don't know that. Um, okay, that that was really bad. Somebody corrected me and said it had to be Melissa Gilbert. I'm like, no, I mean, I think it's funnier with Marcus Gilbert. but um, Or Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne fame and uh, and actually the Connors now, uh, which is I was really bummed. I watched the Connors, and it was not about my son and James Connor. Um, mm-hmm. And it was about Roseanne's family, so I was really I, I thought I was going to watch great television. But with that being said, um, I had heard of um, Gilbert. He seems like a guy that's going to go ahead and uh, be a guy that if he makes his team, it's going to be on special teams. And so what the, – and the same with Sutton Smith. So what this tells me is, you know, we already see that uh, Hayward Bay is gone. We see that this could possibly spell the end for Dirty Red. Um, and I almost think it should. But um, but one of these guys could be another LJ Fort. You know, so there's a lot of opportunities um, for these guys. Uh, there's practice squad opportunities if they don't get poached. But there's opportunities. And then the final pick, Mr. Gray, Derwin Gray from the University of Maryland, which uh, I'm a Maryland resident. So even though I'm not a fan of the University of Maryland, I'm a Pitt slash Penn State slash West Virginia fan um, because of my long force dump existence. I'll go into that another time. But um, I uh, I love that they pick a Maryland guy. Um, from what I've read about him is here's a guy that he's a depth piece. Um, good pick at number seven. Um, I, I saw good grades on him in the seventh round. I mean, so nice, nice pickup about Derwin Gray. I thought they had a very solid draft. I don't want to throw out grades, but I'm very pleased. And I saw Mel, Mel Kuyper Jr. gave them a very good grade and uh, a lot of good grades. So you either love this or you hate this draft. It's one or the other. I really love it. And this is the most excited I've been for a draft in years, Tony. Uh, me too. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. From the you, you could see you could see what they were doing at the top of the top of the draft. I mean, it's they they addressed their their top three needs. They took the first guy, you know, in you know Devin Bush, who there weren't many, there wasn't anybody after him that you could even remote was even remotely close to him. Mac Wilson fell to the fifth round, and then. They 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 went with um, the, the second and third round, or I'm sorry, the cornerback and, and the receivers. They said there was great depth and there was value in the second and third rounds, and that's where they drafted those positions. So I I, I love it, and I, I I give it a B B plus A whatever. I you know I I don't care you know grades at this time. Well, we have to wait and see. But as far as my enthusiasm for it, I love it.
Hello? Well, this is the only hangover that I've had without the Pepto-Bismol. So uh, with that being said, lots of excitement. But uh, thank you so much for joining us for Tony Defio. Tony, have a great night, my friend. Thank you, Brian. I lost you there for a few seconds, but um, uh, it was a great show. It was, it was very enjoyable. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for Tony for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You, my friends, have just been hungover, and we're still feeling good. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.